The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. G. Chosen says, Athene, I've discovered that we're just programs running software given to us through choice. So if this is true, what is the best software to run? And can we upgrade our software? And if so, how? Definitely what you're saying is true. But like, I don't really understand that we're just programs running software. You mean we're machines just running software through choice. That's not true because the choice of running your software is something that comes afterwards when you already have certain software running on your machine. Your ability to even choose software is also software. So choice is something you learn afterwards. So most people go through life and have never had really a choice to choose what they believe in. They just got it indoctrinated to social conditioning and they just don't know anything else. It's only when you get the knowledge and the insights that you can question that information and question those software that you're in a position where you acquire and you upgrade yourself to get the choice. And that is very important. So when you say like, can I choose, can I upgrade my software? Definitely. But you need to realize that the stuff you're running on your machine is flawed, is indoctrinated, you didn't have a choice, can be very rooted in who you are and can take quite some reflection to uh, take distance from. And by doing so, you can start really growing and becoming really free. Because as long as you're just running the software that people give you and you're not scrutinizing it from a more rational mindset, because that's what it is. At the end of the day, it's about a rational mindset that is scrutinizing the software you're running on your machine. If you don't have that strong layer to make sense and to argue with yourself, you're literally stuck in some kind of broken software and you literally enable and in denial to even change that. And that's what you see a lot with religious people or even other people that are very emotionally attached to their IDs. So knowing how your machine works and knowing that denial is part of your machine allows you to run software to bypass that limitation. And uh, that's why I'm doing those real talks to give people the right software to just you know, get rid of the malware in their head. And then it's up to them to figure out what kind of software to run. It's not up to me. I just give information. I want people to scrutinize their IDs, to live by their own standards and use their own best version of the self as an idol that they can reach and try to improve themselves and help themselves and others and grow as an individual. So definitely there's a lot of stuff that can be done. And if you want to know more concretely, you can start eating healthy, you can work out, you can meditate, you can sleep enough. You can put yourself in an environment that stimulates you. You can get rid of all the bullshit in your head. But all those things allow you to be more capable of doing so. So you can just put yourself in a position where you can grow the most. Um, I think real talk is a very important thing because I say a lot of stuff that I've done a lot of research about and thought a lot. So it's in many cases a shortcut because knowledge and the way you go about the knowledge and you make connections and you absorb it into the way you look at the world can highly increase your efficiency. And that is why I'm talking and I'm doing so much real talk. But at the end, it's you that has to decide and scrutinize and figure out what you want to absorb and what not. And if you have questions, I always try to answer as many as possible. Krillis says, isn't bullshit just an opinion, Athene? Well, that is also something to be aware of. Bullshit is an opinion. But saying that bullshit is an opinion is also an opinion. Everything can be reduced to an opinion. Even what I'm saying now is an opinion. 
And what I'm saying right now and saying that that is an opinion is also an opinion. Sometimes people tend to do that. They use a concept that is useful for everything and then they feel like they made a statement. But no, you didn't add any information to the equation. You just found a word, a concept that applies to everything. And that is very easy to lose yourself in and block yourself as an obstacle in how you grow. And it's about defining the concept. Because if you start defining the concept, then you're in a much better position to start scrutinizing and to work with something that is actually practical rather than being stuck in just a concept. And that's why it's so interesting to ask those questions. Because you can ask that to another person, for example, but because they haven't thought about it or because they're not that good in rhetoric or cannot really explain those things, you'd be able to come against a wall. And there it stops. But when you ask those questions to me, I give very sharp answers and give a lot of insight in how it works and how it's connected because I understand how the brain works and I can explain it. And then when, for example, the idea like everything is opinions or everything is selfish or everything is whatever, everything is an illusion, everything is relative, I can easily dismantle them so you can start growing again as an individual. And I'm saying that because I experienced it myself. If I would have the ability to ask questions that I really had myself, I would be able to grow so much faster. And that's why, honestly, you guys are way ahead of me. Because when I was your age, I didn't have the internet and I couldn't watch and I couldn't get this information. I just got lucky that I, throughout the years, I became who I am now. But I'm still 35. Most of you guys are around 20. When I was 20, I didn't have the insights. I didn't have a percent of the insights I have today. So you guys are way ahead of me. Some guy was asking Athene, what is happiness to you? I think it's also an important question because a lot of people define their own life and their goals through concepts. And I've said it and I bring it up more and more in discussions because it is crucial to communication is to understand that when you think you use concepts you have learned and those concepts are linked to experiences and emotions. When you hear God, you have an emotion connected to God and an idea about it. If you hear chair, you have an idea and an emotion connected to it. Maybe for chair, it's very non-loaded. But if you had a traumatic experience with a chair, and I use the word chair, it will trigger you. So the reason why I'm bringing it up and the reason why I'm saying it's very important is because when I use a concept or a word and you use the same word, it might be a different concept. And we might speak to each other and agree while actually we disagree or the other way around. I use a word that is different than yours and we might agree while you think we disagree. So it's very important to understand that dynamic. And that's why defining the concepts before you start talking about it can help to result a lot of miscommunication, misunderstandings. It's very good to know that when you talk to your parents or to your teachers or to your girlfriend or your wife or your kids... Try to define the concepts and by doing so, you will already save yourself a lot of trouble in trying to explain things because most of the time when you break it down like that, a lot of people tend to agree. It's not always the case, but most of the time. So why am I explaining all that before I get to the happiness? Because the way you look at happiness and the way Joe looks at happiness or the way I look at happiness is all depending on the experience and the emotional connection you gave it. So maybe your happiness has another definition than my happiness. And therefore, I might answer your question and actually give a different answer. And the reason why I'm explaining all this is because happiness has a lot of different definitions for each person. So, how do I define happiness myself? Happiness is the consequence 
if my neural networks are all in resonance with each other. So it is the lack of dissonance brings about chemicals in the brain that give me a happy, fulfilled experience. That's how I define happiness. And it's very important that this definition is very close to the scientific interpretation of happiness. It is a chemical state that is released when, you, for example, your neural networks are all in resonance with each other. It can be induced with drugs, can be induced with experiences or whatever, with fluctuation or whatever. But what you hear with the definition, when I'm just giving you already the definition, you see that happiness is a state of your brain. At least how I look at it and how I understand it. Maybe I'm wrong, but as far as my experience, that's what it is. So like since your consciousness is your neural activity, right? Let's say you're a really depressed guy. The reason why you're depressed is because at the moment you feel very sad, your brain is in a certain state. And the part that is responsible for your depression is very active. Now let's say you see a very, very good porno, like really good porno. You get a nice boner, you rub one, you suddenly, at that point, you don't feel so depressed. And the reason why is because your activity is not on the part that makes you depressed. You feel happy, you jizz, extasion, back to depression because your neural activity goes back and switches back to your depression mode. But now what is happiness? Happiness is when your neural activity between the different neural networks is in resonance with each other. So it's a result, it's a mindset, it's like a consequence of a stable kind of mindset. So what is the problem now if you want to achieve happiness in your life? What is the problem with that idea? You basically, just like any other ID, can manifestate itself in your neural brew, to put it that way. Like the idea of I want to be happy can manifest itself. But the problem is that that is paradoxical because that is a lack of understanding of what happiness is. And if you really go and urge and try to become happy, that will go against your total balance of your consciousness. And as a result, you will be unhappy. So how do you achieve happiness? It's by making sure that you are in resonance with yourself. And that automatically means that you have to make sure that all your primitive drives are fulfilled and that you are also just a very stable person and you eat healthy and you meditate. That increases your happiness. And also right action can help you a lot to be happy because happiness is a consequence of your state, of your mind state. And that's why people that really have happiness as a goal in their life, as purpose, are almost destined to hit a wall and to be depressed or to be sad because that's not how your brain works it's like you literally create a concept that you can almost not make resonate with the rest so the more you try to achieve happiness the harder it's going to be and the worse it's going to get and that's what you get with people that are very rich that spend a lot of money on trying to get their new kicks and don't realize this is not working this is not working of course it's not working because you can't have happiness as a concept and try to achieve that Because happiness is a consequence of your entire state and taking care and being stable and all those things is what brings about fulfillment and happiness. And that's a very important insight because if you don't know that, you can literally chase something. It's like the fucking donkey that is trying to drink because there is a stick with water in front of him. You will chase it forever and the longer you chase it, the more you will be exhausted and the more you will feel like it does not work. But once you realize that by being stable and by having no cognitive dissonance, you're actually fulfilling a level of balance in yourself and then happiness comes out of that, you start stopping chasing happiness and you start living in the now and unlocking real happiness as a result. Happiness is something you unlock, it's not something you can chase. And that is very important. That's why when you ask 
people that are very happy, like, how do you do it? Why are you happy? They go like, I don't know. Of course they don't know. <laughs> they just live a very fulfilled life, and as a result, they're happy. They're not really chasing it. It's very important, because it can help a lot. Athene, why does it matter if you are a hypocrite? It's actually a good question. I like to bring that up right after the talk about happiness. Is because being a hypocrite creates cognitive dissonance in your brain. Being a hypocrite means having two separate neural networks in your brain that dissonate with each other. It can be beliefs, it can be beliefs and actions. So for example, you have two contradictory ideas in your head, you will automatically feel unpleasant. And that's also the reason why people are unhappy. It's a result of cognitive dissonance. So being a hypocrite creates cognitive dissonance. And the reason why that is, is because that's how nature makes it so we are more adaptable to reality and make it so when we see our behavior is not consistent, we try to work on it because that's how we move forward. That's how we evolve as humans. That's even how we evolve from stardust to who we are here now is by not being a hypocrite. Maybe that situation was less intellectual and was more practical to survival in the fittest and stuff, but it has become more and more intellectual. And now the way it translates itself is more in information. You have two different information that contradict each other. You don't feel good and you don't want to be a hypocrite. So it's good to not want to be a hypocrite because that allows you to grow as a person. That allows you to solve inconsistencies in your behavior. What if there is something you experience that is bad and you can't do anything about it? Then it's not a hypocrite doing that stuff because you can't do anything about it. You just know it and then you take peace with it. You're letting go. You don't want your friends to die or your parents to die. But if it happens, you have to let it go. And you can say like, are you a hypocrite because you accept that your parents are dying even though you find it really bad that they're dying? No, it's just reality. If you can't do anything, if things are just over your head, then it's not being a hypocrite. It's only being a hypocrite if you can do something about it. That's when you're a hypocrite. If you can't do anything about it, then you can't do anything about it. You can take peace with it. What is the point of building an empire for yourself when that empire is going to be destroyed with the human race? If your cells had the same logic, you wouldn't exist. If stardust had the same logic, life wouldn't exist. You are exactly the proof that building stuff and moving forward brings about great things. And you are the proof of it. You're literally the proof of why purpose matters. You're the manifestation of it. And it doesn't matter. It's not about the human race. It's about what lies ahead. And that might be merging with technology. It might be greater than anything you can imagine. But it would be very ignorant and very narrow-minded to think that you have the ability to see where all this is going. As Stardust has evolved to what you are right now, being self-aware and managed to ponder your own existence, what will we be capable if you see at the exponential growth of technology the past 100 years and the past 10 years what will we achieve in the next hundred, if not next million years? I think our future looks great, even if it's not as humans, it will be as a higher awareness. And that is what purpose is about. It's Blue Man says, Athene, you say that on what we spend our money is important. How do you spend your money on food? Do you take into consideration which company you support when buying food? Another question, how often are you sick? I'm rarely sick. Do I consider companies when I buy food? This is a hard one. Like, honestly, honest, honest, I don't give a shit. I just buy the cheapest food because it allows us to spend the money more efficiently than to the companies that would be more politically correct. But for a normal consumer, it's better to support it that way. But for us, it's different because the money we save, we can spend 
on our projects, which allows us to be less sellouts on the stream and to be raising more money for charity. So that's the thing. You cannot always generalize. But if I would be in a situation where I wouldn't be where I'm now, I would, of course, spend my money on companies that I do support. But in the situation I'm now, it's better to spend the money on being able to build this movement out. I don't buy Coca-Cola. I'm really talking here about if I buy a water filter, I don't go all crazy. If I buy a PC, I don't really look so much. I just see what is cheap because, yeah, it's important that I can keep funding everything we're doing. Why do I not buy Coca-Cola? Because Coca-Cola is poison. (laughs) I don't buy soda. Don't buy fucking soda. It fucks with you. It's just money waste and all that shit. Mr. Slow says, which drink can you advise besides water all day? I drink water all day, but it gets boring then you should do something about being boring or feeling bored about it, is my advice. I drink water all day and I don't really feel so much like I'm missing out. You can drink some tea, but don't add a refined sugar to it. But it's better to just not feel bored. It's a better answer. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.